this will be an interesting experiment because I I guess we could talk about this on the actual show. I is this I the show? Turned this on. This is the actual show. This is the show. <laughs> Why can't this? it be? We're there. All right, fine. Why not? I mean, come on. I turned on for the first time that iCloud thing that syncs your desktop and documents folders and oh, yeah? uh, Audio Hijack automatically dumps the files that are recording onto the desktop. So I guess oh, yeah, I just, don't want that. I guess we'll see how it works. Well, I mean, I move them off. So by the time I get open another computer, they won't be there anymore, presumably. So mm. what's the big deal? What's the big deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> I like, it, Lex is the equivalent of a like like late show uh, sidekick that we keep around for catchphrases. Is that it? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> is, is he our band leader? <laughs> I'm, I'm Kevin Eubanks. Uh, did you guys see, we use a shared note uh, for title suggestions while we do uh, this show. Did you see that there's a new feature in notes in iOS 15? There are several. Uh, or if you're in a, yes, but there's one that I hadn't known about where if you're in a shared note and you drag that note to the right, sort of like the opposite of how you find iMessage timestamps, if you drag it a little to the right, you can see who added what. And if you drag it more to the right, you can see when they added it. It's pretty cool. What? I where see you, what you're saying. Yeah. Where do you do that? In, the, in, in within the note. The note in you the just note. like drag the text to the right. Yeah, like the text. Oh, no, you don't drag. You you swipe. You swipe to the right. It's like you're pulling the whole note to the oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Actually. So cool. Yeah. It, it also, there is. You can see like a little activity bar too that tells you that kind of. And like, I was also playing with the um, that text. Well, I guess because now I have what the heck is this called? Big Sir? Is this <laughs> Monterey? What? Monterey. John, John, are you okay? <laughs> What year is it? I, Who's I, the president? Know, the, cats, the cats worked for me. Um, <laughs> these California names, not ah, so Okay, much. sorry. The cats worked for me was a weird statement of like, I used to employ a bunch of felines to do a job for me, and they fell down on the job. They didn't even tell I me what the I ran a feline was. circus. Okay. Got it. The John Moltz right. story. Now, uh, the um, the thing where you select text in the pictures is kind of... Is live really text. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Live text. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, live text is pretty good. I really, I like live text a lot. I will say the uh, hilarious bug I just discovered right before this was so you've always like in the last couple of versions been able to put in something like a Zoom or a video call into a calendar event and have it like recognize, but they sort of improved how it looked. Except Lex changed the Zoom link, and I was like, oh, I'll just go in and change it. And I could not figure out for the life of me how to replace the like because it auto detects it and turns it into like a little drop down menu, and there's no way to delete it. <laughs> or remove it <laughs> and i was like i guess i'll delete the entire recurring event make a new event with the new link <laughs> boy that feels stupid yeah that does feel dumb they need new people in charge of the uh calendar and mail teams i don't know what the current people in charge of those are doing but the answer seems to be not much there is one great feature in mail that's it ever in both the ios and desktop versions mm. and it's i launch mail a couple times a day when i have to sign pdfs I used to use a Gmail plugin, but when I have to sign PDFs for work now, since we're no longer a, I no longer work at a Gmail-based shop, I open up Mail because it lets you can hit a, a reply, and there's a button in the toolbar that's like include all the attachments from the original message. Then I delete the ones I don't want, and then I can sign the PDF right there within Mail. It's pretty great. I like that feature. I give that yeah. feature the Lex Friedman endorsement. Okay, I've never tried that. 
Cha-ching. I use it a lot. That's the Lex Friedman endorsement. Hmm. Yeah. Can I tell you my Mac Mini saga? It has nothing to do with the Mac Mini. Oh, that's, that's, Lex's Mac Mini saga. Wow. That's, this mm. is an original content sort of piece here. Let's do this. Uh, this is about my... Uh, By my, original, I mean a ripoff of my content. <laughs> yeah. This is my network attached storage oh, yes. device story. Yeah. So as Dan and John know, because I texted them grumpily, uh, Western Digital <laughs> is end of lifing my uh my cloud <laughs> it's such a such a polite term yeah they're killing it um yeah. now you can keep using it it will still work as a network dash storage device but it will lose some of its features and they will stop giving it security updates so their recommendation is you disconnect it from the internet which <laughs> throw it in the ocean makes it less useful to me so i was mad and i spent some time being mad and i decided i didn't want to keep using it if it didn't get security updates it wasn't as useful to me if I disconnected it from the internet. So I was like, I'm going to get a new one. And I did what any tech-loving person does. I asked Dan and John what to do. No, I went to the wire cutter. I don't <laughs> trust these guys. And uh, I bought whatever the wire cutter said, which was the Synology situation. And uh, That's one, a great band. Yeah, the Synology situation is a good band. I, this was my first time buying... Are you, are you pronouncing that Synology? Synology. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I, that you was... said that twice, and it sounded like snar- am I, am I listen- missing some of the audio on sausages? <laughs> it's isn't it Synology? I, I always said Synology. Do you say Synology? No, I say I, Synology. But... Oh, it's I say Synology too, but I pronounce okay, every right, every right. single I letter. Will, uh, I will uh, I will accept your. I've been trying to say Synology, not not Synology. <laughs> You're a rapid speaker like that Micro Machines guy. But not Synology. I won't, I won't accept that. I've been drinking. Uh, the... <laughs> so, I mean, it's it? the okay, show, well, Lex. So. We've all been drinking. <laughs> I, I, I got the Synology 2-Bay NAS Disk Station DS220 Plus Diskless. Uh, the, the hard part for me was buying a Diskless. Mm. I didn't love having to also buy discs. And like you're thinking, I have another. Do you guys say NAS or NAS? I never know what these, but I have another. <laughs> I feel one weird right saying here. NAS, so I say NAS, but you know, people say NAS. Uh, I no, I say, I think I say NAS. I don't really say it very often. I've, but... I've got another one right here. Can I just pop the drives out and put it in? But you can't do that because it's got a format it's to got drive a for itself. Format, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So. I bought some drives. I bought the drives that were like on Amazon's page, Amazon great website. Uh, but it's like, hey, it's frequently <laughs> bought with these drives. I was like, great, I'll fucking do that. And then when I first put them in uh, to the device, it was like, hey, these are not approved drives. We'll use them if you want to. But I was like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, but uh, Amazon so, wouldn't steer it, me wrong. Exactly. They never, they never have. And so I was like, great. <laughs> this, I would testify in Congress. This is the right way to do this. It's not like it's full of fake reviews <laughs> yeah. or anything. Hi, I can't hear you. I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> this works better if it was on Amazon Chime instead of the Zoom that we're on. Mm, but, no. So I set it up, and it's set up easily. It had a much, much lovelier web interface than the MyCloud the, device does. The Synology, and especially on the most recent, they just updated their web interface like within the last six months or so. And it's way it's even better than it used to be. But it's, it's It looks kind of like a windows desktop almost. it does look like the, a windows desktop but for a web interface it's pretty yeah it's pretty solid for, and it's it's responsive and snappy so then i'm like all right i just got to get my files from the old one to the new one now what and there was no great way to do it mm. they both have usb ports but like i guess i would need like a crossover yeah. yeah you can't connect them you can't, can't. sure so right. i was like oh i'll just i'll load it up on my computer and just drag from one to the other and let my computer be the annoying middleman. But the computer does not want to do that. The Mac has no interest in letting you drag from one network attached storage device to another. Ah, uh, and I wasn't going to use my Mac as a midpoint. Right. Uh, and also, a fun thing, I can't use my work Mac for it because my work Mac is on the VPN all day and it doesn't see the local area. Network <laughs> it sees them, but it doesn't let you connect to them mm. when you're on the VPN. So I was using my iPad as the driver for a lot of this, which oh was another fun thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And You did do that. I, I, I didn't know what to do. There's various <laughs> interfaces within the Synology 
the various tools in the Xenology that you're let me enable SFTP on both, but they did not want to connect to each other that way. And then I was like, let me try enabling rsync. And rsync did not want to work. It kept on failing with nebulous error messages. So I did some more research and I, I don't know that I could, I, I think I could do this all again, but I didn't note all the steps down, but I eventually realized or learned that I had to give the Synology approval to use certain kinds of SSH keys, which is the back end of rsync to allow mm. it to log in to my other device. So I had to enable rsync on both and then like have it give me permission <laughs> to do the thing. So I, <laughs> I finally get that all going and I set up the rsync. I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys have used rsync a lot. I get terrified every time I, I use rsync. It's a, because it is industrial level. Like the direct, yeah. I never can remember. And I did That's it. That's why I have not used it. I can never remember the order of operations, so I always have to Google it, and then I look at it over and over again, like, okay, origin, destination, because the last thing you want to do is overwrite yeah. all of your files with nothingness. Right. I, I um, have that same issue with every time I make a, literally every time I make a symbolic link in the terminal. I'm like, all right, yeah. one of these is the origin, one of them is the link. I don't <laughs> remember I which one's got which. <laughs> So I was using prompt on my iPad. I'm connected into both. I'm looking at it. I get it all going. And then it's a lot of files. And it's taken a long time, and I can see, I have it going verbose mode, so I can see each file as it's being copied. And then I'm like, well, this was maybe dumb to do on my iPad, because my iPad keeps wanting to dim and then go to sleep. And I can keep it awake right now, and I can tell it never go to sleep. But like, this is, and so I wrote to Dan and John again. And <laughs> we're Dan's so unhelpful. Like, hey, can you do it in the background? Well, I would, this is uh, yeah, out of my pay grade. So. And I'm like, well, I already started it. And so I was really thinking I did a little bit more homework. And I learned that you can, when you control Z a task in a yes. terminal, you can, you can background it afterwards, which I knew I could halt it, but I didn't know that I could background it. I was able to background it. And then I was able to do an extra command that says, while it's backgrounding, even if I log out, keep on backgrounding it. And so then I would just log in every once in a while and check. And it took uh, two days. <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean, how lot. many? It was how much? How much data was it? I don't even fucking know, <laughs> but <laughs> a lot. And uh, but it's done, and it works now. I I, I want to do some reorganizing of the files on the Synology, but that looks like it'll be painless compared to everything else. But it was really it was a stressful time of trying to figure out how the hell do you get the files from one to the other. And if I had if I was moving from a Synology to a Synology, I think it would have been very very easy. It's yes, built for I think they do. But have moving built between competing that, yeah. NASs sucks. It's a pain in the NAS if you know what I mean. <laughs> That was a, a long lead up for that joke, but that was the entire point of the story. Scripted the joke, had no story. Made up the whole story, but wanted to get that joke out there. But no, it really, it was so painful to get it to happen, especially when it took me a while to realize that, hey, I can't do this for my VPN to Mac because that's why it's continuing to fail to see. The, like, it can see the drives. It shows them, but it can't. Anyway, good times. That's my Mac Mini story, so I hope you enjoyed it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I haven't tried that, but I mean, I have a Synology that I migrate everything from a Mac Mini to, and I think in that case, I, what I ended up doing was connecting a backup device. Like I had a clone, like a super duper clone, and you can plug in a USB hard drive to it. And I plugged in a USB hard drive to it and then copied everything off that, which ended up working okay. But yeah, you need a sufficiently large drive, and it doesn't mean you essentially have to copy everything twice. <laughs> but it was right. at least fairly easy to just be like, dump everything, well, you you know, can, take everything you, you off. Know, you can walk away though, you right? Know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's good. I'm glad. You, I'm glad it's up and running. I hope that uh, right now they're both online. I'm excited to not have them both online. Oh, I didn't tell you one of my favorite parts. Fight, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out where to set it up at first because there were, you know, uh, I, I could have set it up in the office where the current 
NAS is, but then I didn't have enough Ethernet ports there. So I'll go down to the basement where the switch is and I'll plug it in there. And I was like, all my switch ports were taken. And I'm like, well, I don't want to order a new switch with more ports just to do with this. I'm like, I do. <laughs> for, for, want of a, for want of a horseshoe. <laughs> and, so, and so then I'm like, ah, well, I see, I got this old thing plugged in here that's clearly not used anymore. I'll unplug this. So I, I, I free up a port, plug it in, get it going. And then all the internet is off in the house. Like nothing, nothing is working at all. <laughs> and I realized somehow... I unplugged the modem. I was like, oh, we don't use this thing. And I unplugged the modem from the switch. Like, took it all. I was like, whatever this is, we don't use it anymore. <laughs> in my head, it was like the, the modem for an old alarm system that we don't use anymore. When, in fact, it was just the modem to the house. So it was pretty funny to be like, what, what went wrong with the internet connection? What did I knock loose? And it was all of it. You unplugged the actual internet from the house. So that was, I was proud. That was a, a shining moment for me. Well done. Well done. Good work. Thank We're you. all very proud of you. So uh, have you guys oh. have you guys made the jump to Monterey? <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at mail now and realizing I don't know how to show. <laughs> I thought he was saying he was. I don't know how to do anything anymore. <laughs> you don't do anything anymore. View. Like 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 uh, <laughs> computer stuff boxes. or just or just anything. Well, no, just mo- mostly. So the, there's no like they took away the button for the si- hide the sidebar. I guess I have to put it back. <laughs> there's no replying anymore in mail. It's a great feature. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, that would help actually. What did you actually need to reply to anybody about? Like, what is? <laughs> what do you need to reply? <laughs> One email ought to be Not enough. Much, for let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> I generally try to avoid. Yeah, it. no, I um, so far it's been fine. I didn't update yet, but it's on my list. So far, it's been fine. I did it yesterday. Yeah, I did it yesterday. And I like the, whatever, you know, the widget thing. I've been making, actually, actually have been making use of that already. So that's kind of fun. The um, the control center stuff is still kind of crazy, but crazy making. Yeah, I, uh, there was an issue that I ran into today where I was trying to do some shortcut stuff, basically. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> shortcuts is half-baked at this point yeah it's um there, there are things that have always been a little peculiar about shortcuts like the way that it handles like variables uh, like naming variables and stuff has often felt like a little clunky and i felt like i had to learn all over again how to do anything <laughs> and so i was like trying to adapt some scripts from ios to work on the mac and i was like how do i do this again but i don't you need to think about it differently because i'm not tapping and holding on stuff i'm like right clicking on stuff and and it's stuff again this has always been an issue with scripting like on the mac like automator had this issue where it's stuff where it's this should be simple right this should be relatively simple to do this thing but because nobody has thought of it or provided an action for that specific thing it's like well now yeah. you got to go to apple script or you got to go to scripting or you got to go to something like that because i was trying to get like a, a text selection off a safari page and it's mm-hmm. like this doesn't seem like it should be that hard. You should just be able to say, get whatever text is selected. But that's not a thing that you can do, apparently, <laughs> in shortcuts. So, and what's weird about it is that they also, so the share menu on iOS is super powerful and lets you do all this stuff in shortcuts, right? Where you can tap on the share menu and run a shortcut and it can grab stuff from that. And you're like, fairly, fairly um, powerful actions. The share menu on the Mac sucks it is it is not nearly as good and the problem is that a lot of the stuff in the shortcuts expects kind of like we can get a a type of document that is a safari web document but so far as i can tell there's no way to get that type of document because that requires the share interface which doesn't you can't put shortcuts in the share menu on the mac they can't get information from there 
So, yeah, I it, this feels like stuff that is not probably going to be worked out really well until, you know, Mac OS 13 or whatever comes down the road. Yeah. But I like that it's there. I get annoyed with that share sheet sometimes on the Mac when you just want to copy and there's no like there's no copy option. You know what I mean? I hate that. Yeah, that is that is a pain in the ass. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of weird stuff in the in the share sheet on the Mac, and it's just it, it, all it does is send like a link to you know four different places or whatever. But I don't know. <laughs> seems dumb. It does seem dumb. It does seem dumb. It seems dumb. I, I'm glad my tabs are back. <laughs> Yeah, that that is good. I'm, I'm very that pleased. was like that was the immediate thing that jumped out of me. It was just like, oh, oh god, that looks so much better. <laughs> I haven't uh, I haven't updated my Mac yet, but I intend to maybe even today. But my iOS devices, those babies are all current, so yeah. I got that going. I left yeah. my I left my iPad and my uh, MacBook Air on the beta thread because I'm hoping that Universal <laughs> Control is a thing that shows up at some point. <laughs> So uh, I can actually try it out, but yeah, so far, not so much. I was inspired by Dan today a bit. Aww. He doesn't even know this. I was just thinking about <laughs> how don't. charming he is and how everybody loves him. I know. This uh, is your life. You. <laughs> so the, the other thing that I did was, you know, as you may recall, I had set up uh, HomeBridge on a little, what do you call those little tiny shitty computers? Raspberry Pi. <laughs> and <laughs> Little tiny <laughs> shitty computer. That's unfair. I, n- I now moved it to the <laughs> Synology where it's working a million times better. Like I hadn't realized how clunky it was before, but it is much more. Yeah, the Homebridge works pretty well on the Synology, I have to say. Yeah. I, how are you How are you running it over there? I don't know. I just installed the thing. I followed the instructions. <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, I yeah. I, it's running. I think I ended up running it on mine in Docker. But, yeah, that's what I did. Okay, Docker, yeah, it. yeah. It, but it works pretty straightforwardly. Like it's it's actually not that bad to set up. Yeah, for a little while I had two homes in the home app, which I don't recommend <laughs> because it was that's, the same home. <laughs> yeah, that's but not I, good. But so that, that wasn't even where Dan inspired me. Oh, I, well, I wow, happened to more. see on a, a six-color well, story no, that, today. That wasn't it at all. <laughs> today as we record, that Dan had written about putting Natmo weather. Natmo. Like Natmosphere. Yep. Network He put that in his menu bar. And he linked out to an article that Jason Snell had written a year plus ago about adding weather info to his menu bar. And Jason did it with BitBar. BitBar doesn't actually exist anymore, as it turns out. Right. That's why I mentioned SwiftBar in my article. But now there's a project called XBar. That's a new incarnation of BitBar. But I I don't know. I tried it. So I installed making this up. I installed XBar. I didn't even know about XBar. I've been using SwiftBar, which is also a BitBar replacement. <laughs> when you follow the links to BitBar in Jason's article, it redirects you oh, to the XBar project. Interesting. And I don't know. So I I installed some XBar plugins. I got the weather in my menu bar. It's been pretty good. So uh, thanks to Dan cool. who helped me even without intending to me. I use Crowbar. <laughs> Smash it. Do you eat eat Crow Bar? <laughs> quite frequently yeah it's funny i i wrote that whole i just want to mention i wrote that whole uh netapmo thing mainly because i like to do a project you know i like to just have something to play around with and of course the one email i got about it uh was like not even it didn't one of those emails that you get sometimes with very little a statement than a question yeah where it's like oh here's a uh by the way here's a app for netapmo that puts it all in your menu bar and i wanted to be like <laughs> fuck you man <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like ah, oh, this has this is very nice literally this is the email this is very nice tons of weather data for your menu bar link to app and i was like you know what you know what <laughs> I didn't waste three hours on this for you just to send me a fucking app that does the same thing but better, okay? <laughs> but thanks for reading. But thank you for reading, yes. Mm-hmm. 
I, I was just going to mention, you know, if uh, if people don't think that they have fully satisfied their need for tech talk on podcasts, or the for good speed. news is this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Tech Talk, a podcast from the folks at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Uh, listen, all of us are, are podcast fans. We love when we can find a new podcast to listen to. When you get the, a new show, they're like, hey, this new show is my jam. That's That's a joyous feeling. And Tech Talk is the show that talks through HPE news, tech insights, and world-class innovations. Dan, you listen to this, right? <laughs> I have listened. You know what? Lex, let me help you out. I have Please. listened to this. <laughs> uh, I listened to an episode uh, that was talking with an employee at Studio Lab, which is a part of Disney, uh, and essentially talked about how they're using AI and leveraging sort of the machine learning aspects to do stuff that people otherwise would have to do. And I think the example they use is like reviewing prints so they find like like stuck p- pixels or stuff or like image f- like flaws that are off. And because obviously it used to be like people would have to watch these things and like try to find those things and write them down but ai is actually pretty good at analyzing images and looking for those kinds of problems so they have a whole clever setup that basically handles that for them and it's a it's a cool way that uh, ai and, and machine learning stuff gets uh, used in the real world how do you feel about that I, I feel great about that. And if you want to listen to dear listener you can expect episodes like supercomputing aboard the international space station Ooh. Uh, how Walt Disney Studios is experimenting with AI and machine learning yeah, to help uh-huh. creatives within the filmmaking process uh-huh. yep. uh, and uh, applying tech for the good of the people, planet, and communities. That'd be nice for a change. And the show takes you straight to the source, interviewing some seriously impressive tech leaders. Previous guests have included uh, Emily Christensen, a master candidate in applied data science at USC, Monica Livingston from Intel, Dr. Michael Roberts from the International Space Station U.S. National Lab. Listen to brand new episodes of HBE's Tech Talk on Apple Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll throw in Amazon Music is another great place. Search for Tech Talk now or click the link in the show notes. Our thanks to HPE Tech Talk for their support of this show. Good, all equally good places. Equally good places. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. I kid. I'm I'm sure. Uh, We have some questions from listeners. So as you guys may recall, we have a service called Rebound Prime. I don't know what we named that after, but Rebound Prime is where you can support us directly, prime.reboundcast.com, and submit questions if you want that we answer right here on the show. Plus, you get episodes early and other fun perks. Mahir wants to know, if you didn't own your current personal laptop, which MacBook Pro would you get, or would you still get a MacBook Air? If I didn't own my own current personal laptop, I like the way that's phrased, like, if I stole someone else's laptop, (laughs) I... I don't know. I think I would still get a MacBook Air if I. That's what I would, that's what I would do for I sure. Mean, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, the total opposite. You, you, you were you were drilling over a pro. I know, but what what do you find the pro has that you wouldn't get on the Air? More the ports, endless battery life, and all those ports. Yeah. Mm, okay. I mean, the endless battery life is not I that just, much better than I the don't Air. Need those right? additional ports. I, I, I have no true. use. I have no use for any of those additional ports, particularly. Yeah, I barely plug um, anything. I don't. In. Ch- I don't charge it very often, so I hardly use the would need the MagSafe charger and uh, frankly it would i already have enough usb-c chargers in the house that i would want to charge it with usb-c anyway and yeah. i i do sometimes connect to a monitor so the hdmi port maybe but i already have a hub so i i usually just plug the hub in um i, I a part of what it is for me besides those things is i don't replace my laptops that often i i, I keep them for a long long time unless yeah, work same. replaces it and i uh, 
I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not Dan. I'm not going to crack it open ever and try to upgrade something. Well, I'm so, not going to do that with these, these either. <laughs> yeah. Not, so good luck with that. I'm not, I I'm buy not an most, idiot. I want to buy, assume it's not evidence. I want to buy the most powerful Mac I can. And that's, Wait, that's, so Lex, that's were you it. saying a 14 or a 16 then in that case? I don't know. I, so the, I want to point out with. the M1 Air has better battery life than the 14. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and. Yeah pretty much usually better battery life i would say than the 16 it has better wireless web lifetime and slightly less apple tv app movie playback because i know you watch all your stuff in the apple tv app uh, and not from any other sources if i'm watching with you i do yeah that's right (laughs) so i don't think the battery life is a strong i mean like it's clearly i mean you look at the comparison and like the screen size like yeah that 14 inch has a honking giant screen over even the m1 i feel like but I don't know, the portability, like if I want all the power, I want the power in my desktop and then I want a light thing that I can carry around with me. So that's, yeah. I, I'm very happy uh, with see, the that's, air. That's what it is for me, is that I've, I I don't do two computers anymore. Whatever the computer is, that's going to be it. Like I don't have a, monogamous. a desktop a laptop. Yeah. If it's a laptop, I'm going to plug it in. This, uh, I mean, frankly, but the air for me has enough power to do anything that I that's need That's probably to do. true. <laughs> so. I just, but I know who I am. I, if I was buying one right now, I'd want to buy one of those. That's what I would do. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm saving up for a... I, would want, I wouldn't want to spend that much. Yeah, the high-end, yeah. I, want, I want a high-end iMac uh, when that rolls out next year. That's what I'm looking Thanks, for Jeff. for my power. <laughs> well, there you go. Kevin King says, hey, guys, I really enjoy the show as well as the bootleg edition. How do I get access to the Slack and or live stream? Well, uh, the live stream, I would follow uh, Dan and the Rebound on Twitter because they're the ones that tweet about it the most. It's at ReboundCast and at uh, DMorin. And, and just to be clear, we only live stream basically yeah. in weeks with Apple events usually. After Apple events. Yeah. yeah right. To get access to the Slack, tweet at any of us and we'll hook you up. They're going to just send you to me. So tweet to me. I'm Lex FRI, uh, but we'll hook you up. And Kevin's in Edison, New Jersey. So New Jersey represent. Josh says, so did Lex preempt his working for Amazon by calling this Rebound Prime? And also, when are you planning on making this part of an Amazon Prime benefit that I can find at prime.amazon.com? Get on that, Lex. I quit. Or, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, really. Are unless sure unless I get paid a lot more. That sounds like a TJ question. It wasn't, but I agree. That might be all the questions. I thought there were four, but maybe there was just the three. That's it. That's it. Okay. So there you go. Left, that was yeah. rebound questions. I want to share a story that I forgot to. I've been meaning to bring up. That, is it about uh, a Mac I've Mini? Been forgetting. It's not about a Mac Mini. All right, uh, well. It's about Apple Maps and driving. Uh, I was driving. <laughs> this was like two weeks ago, at least I think, and I was going pretty fast. <laughs> 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 and I had I had one you know one ear earpod in, and um, and Siri says. <laughs> the speed limit here is something or whatever that was and she said please watch your speed wow and i was like wow i was gunning it because i needed to get around somebody and so i was only doing it briefly but i was definitely going way faster than i should have been and she was absolutely right and i immediately slowed down after i did get around the person but I thought that was really interesting. I'd ne- I don't think that had ever happened to me before. But do you often have an AirPod in while driving? Uh, one, yeah. Um, when I'm driving, the, when I'm car, so the kids I would carpool with uh, to school uh, because it's like a like you know 45 minutes from here, um, and so you have a pool uh, in your car? I, I am bringing the kids back from school to. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Were uh, you driving this fast with the kids in the car? I was. <laughs> So the idea is you want to listen to stuff that you don't want them to be listening to. 
they don't want to hear it either. I mean, it's I usually listen to. <laughs> it's I usually listen to a podcast, or I usually li- listen to this a book, on, book on tape, or something like that. Uh, this one probably. Um, when you get those books on tape, you know. never mind. I don't want to answer this. I don't. Ask, I don't know the answer to this question. Never mind. <laughs> I've never seen that, and I have driven occasionally with an AirPod in. Like sometimes on a long car trip, we'll leave, and like my wife will still have work calls. And it's like, well, again, I want to listen to something while she's on the phone for, you know, half an hour or something. So I'll wear AirPods, but like usually on only on the highway, really. And I never I've never had it. I guess I'm, maybe I'm not going fast enough. John, how fast are you going? <laughs> I, you know, I, I honestly don't remember. Oh, um, what bullshit. <laughs> I, really, no, I really, I really, really don't. I really, really don't. It was it was pro. Well, I would say was it, it, was school 50, it was at least 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. That's pretty high. That. That's pretty high. <laughs> okay were you as like, was john by the way i don't know if you mentioned that too <laughs> and i'm just drinking beers <laughs> you know kids let me tell you that's interesting but i was glad i was glad that i had the headphone in and the kids didn't hear it yeah. i mean they're frankly they're old enough to drive themselves but my, my kids love to look at the speedometer in my car and tell me when i'm speeding <laughs> they like to report to me and like they, they're they're kids, right? Like they they they, they don't drive. And so like if you're in a, a 65 zone and you're going 67, like Daddy, you're speeding. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not. I'm really the, not uh, speeding. Uh, there's a a good story from one of my cousins uh, when um, her daughter was very young. She was riding with one of her aunts, and they were you know on the highway. And the the kid looks out the window and goes, you know, Aunt and a lot of cars are passing us. <laughs> Yes, apparently her mother drives very fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, these, most of these kids have gone through um, driver's education by this point. And so... Oh, they want to jump there in phase, there. Phase, like, there was a phase like a well, six months ago... Um, well, it must have been more. It must have been longer ago because we weren't trying. Anyway, there was a phase a while back where I would just get so many people, you know, so many of them just just like... Well, they, technically, you shouldn't do that, <laughs> or, or like you know, you know, you, you can't you can't pull up alongside this car, or you know, that person over there is doing. <laughs> like, wow, that like is they were they were suddenly experts driving. on driving. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of like, course, because they're teenagers. Yeah, it's like okay, fine. They're experts on everything, John. You'll see. You'll see. You're an old man. You so, don't know shit. Uh, well, that's definitely true. My car has a feature right now where it it grades the safety of my driving <laughs> because boy that is a thing i don't want no, tesla, either, well, so tesla is is rolling out their beta for their full self-driving does a and does a does elon musk's head come on the touch screen and go like <laughs> like dun, 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 dun. so uh, you don't yeah like yeah um I was thinking dennis nedry and jurassic park i was thinking um, Nedry oh, right, right, right. as well yeah i thought there was a gold uh, bit about that too yeah but so in the app on your phone, you can check to see what your safety score is because they're rolling out the beta for full self-driving based on safety scores. And they freely admit it's an extremely flawed way oh, to yeah. do it because the safety scores don't really make sense and people are now learning how to game the system. I'm choosing not to game the system. So you need to have currently 199. <laughs> My score is 93. Look at this guy. <laughs> well, no, it's not good. I don't I know. Qualify for the Fucking betas. reckless driver is um, what I'm saying. Look yeah, at really, him. Yeah. But it's it's so it's so dumb, and people are like, well, if you turn it off and turn it back on, then it starts over, and you can get a new safety score. <laughs> and then you drive down your driveway very slowly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Reboot your car while and... you're driving. I had a thing like this for a while, yeah. where like it was like your ins- my insurance company was like, can we 
can we send you a thing that you plug into your car? Fuck no. And I was like, I like my insurance company generally, but I was like, no, I think I'm okay. I just, I mean, I'm not going to do anything terribly illegal, but I don't love the idea of you monitoring me. So thanks, but no thanks. (laughs) That reminds me of a new Amazon. Just kidding. Uh, So the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so yeah i i also don't love the idea of tesla watching while driving but they're clearly not looking very closely it's very very aggregated and very very dumb <laughs> like sometimes if the car will warn you hey you're gonna crash into that other car because it's it's breaking hard in front of you but it's a parked car that you're not gonna hit like the road curves there's one on, in might of helmet where the road curves and there's always a guy parked in the street and it always assumes you're gonna crash into that car that's stopped moving in the road but it's not in the road it's well, just because confused. it knows if it were left unattended that's what it would do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah my car hates me my crash into all the cars yeah Moltz, you had mentioned apple maps i i have been experimenting with both maps apps recently because i've been maps back apps. in the city a little bit more and i as as dan knows well and as regular listeners of this program know i'm very very bad at directions like terrible and so if i have to walk between meetings in new york city i love that google has had for a while and apple has had for more recently a feature where you can hold up the phone and have it AR around, see what the buildings are that are near you, and then tell you on the screen, walk this way or the other way. Because sometimes it's like, you know, head north on this. I have no fucking idea. Like, which which way? <laughs> it's a grid, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it's a grid, but I don't know which way is up. I do find that. I find the grids confusing as well. But there you go. <laughs> Thank you. The but sun so, will be in the southern part of the sky. I've tried, I've tried both of them. And I will say, this is one area still, at least in New York City, where Google is outshining Apple on this front. Because Google, like, very sweetly is like, look over here because if i'm literally like looking around to try to figure out where is the arrow that wants me to follow it has like a little thing like keep turning this way keep turning this way and then it's like ta-da that's the street you're walking towards and apple's does that but more annoyingly apple's looks way better but is slightly less functional. speedy at giving me the re- exact much less functional than google so just put that out there mm. if you're walking to new york city it, it's both of them though they are godsend features for me it's like gps in general and then that particular walking directions thing super helpful i also for the first time ever used i can't even remember if it was google's or apple's navigation within a building because i was meeting somebody inside a mall in new york city and i had no idea where it was i was like i wonder if the map can tell me and it was like go up the escalator two levels and then turn right and it was exactly right so i have no idea how it does that but it was awesome Hmm. clever i haven't used the apple one because it's only available in like a few places right i think it's only may only be in new york and probably san francisco is my guess sounds about right yeah, that's. I mean, that's my yeah, biggest I've problem with a lot it, right. of the Apple Maps features because they are extremely variable in terms of what stuff is available where. So they added, what, the last year or two years ago, biking directions. But they still are only available in a small handful of places, <laughs> which is annoying. Viking directions. I also thought <laughs> yes. you said Viking directions. <laughs> now that's on, I, I mean. Head west. Head west <laughs> to the British Isles. Only, only available in Norway. <laughs> You'll find you'll find lots of booty. Sorry, <laughs> that's on Tinder. Cycling the the list of places that's available in, in in like so the Apple has a page where you can look at iOS feature availability for certain features around the world and like where where you can get it. So map cycling is available in Barcelona, Spain, California, <laughs> China mainland, <laughs> London, New York, Portland, Seattle, Toronto, and Vancouver. So hmm. I understand that some of this, this was an issue for a long time with uh, transit as well, because obviously, unlike, you know, it was like widely available in China, but that's because China has like one system, right? Whereas the U.S. has a gazillion because every city has its own system. 
so it takes longer for them to do it. So the augmented reality walking directions are available in London, LA, New York, San Diego, and the San Francisco Bay Area. But that's it. Mm. Does me no good. Yeah. Similarly, the other day, I was looking at, so in 15, iOS 15.1 came out and it added the ability to store your vaccine card digitally if it uses a compatible standard. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I can get a digital copy of my vaccine card. Boy, was this a trip. <laughs> like, because I went to, looked up, I looked up the protocol, which is called like the smart health card or something. And the network, like the hospital network that I went to and that I'm a member of here, like they use it. And I was like, oh, well, that's great. I should just be able to log into my website and download it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I went to a different. We're still doing that. Uh, uh, Golden yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you mean Jurassic Park. <laughs> I went to a different hospital, like, because that's where I got my vaccine appointment. That is like part of, you know, these hospital networks have merged and like they have a bunch of different places. And in order to get it through them, I literally, I can't log into the patient site there because it's a different site from the place I usually go, even though it's owned by the same company and part of the same network. So they're like, well, instead you could email us. You just have to fill out this PDF form. The PDF form is just a generic like release my medical records authorization so i have to get a pdf i have to fill it out i have to send it over email (laughs) to to somebody and then have them mail me a qr code which seems insane yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and you kind of sit there i mean it's the same sort of thing with like the exposure notifications all over again where it's like if it feels like we really don't have our shit together even now a year and a half later i can't put my card in my wallet on my phone and i can't physically put my card in my wallet because it's too fucking big we were not prepared for this but it's been a year and a half we're still not getting any better yeah i took photos of mine which helps and then i use the docket app which is the one that several states are using and it's good it it uh it it has even my booster shot so how about that should go on that how do you how wait so is this because it's a state thing or is it your healthcare it, provider like all, all yeah you just um no it's a state thing and there's multiple states using it. it's a th- you know a generic third-party app i don't know i guess the states pay them but like you literally just put in your your name and social and then it's like i can look up your records and does <laughs> and so many things about you that's creepy yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. that's good i don't have that i don't know mm. yeah well I, I, so massachusetts does not have any statewide app that they recommend you use? i have not found one seems to be sort of all you know healthcare providers have their own different solutions basically and the state does not have a unified system which is shocking to me given like the amount of very prominent healthcare like hospitals and medical schools and all this stuff it often feels like we do not know what we're doing when it comes to technology and there's a well, ton of technology here right? too <laughs> Back in September, there's a good title. It often feels like we do not know. Back in September, <laughs> uh, Dan's, governor, <laughs> Dan's governor did say that he uh, he thinks that it's uh, probably going to be beneficial to have a more universal system for showing COVID proof. We've been talking to the states that have developed this, and it's certainly something like that. We <laughs> so, took forever to get the exposure notification thing, and like some of the <laughs> stuff was piloted very early at companies that are based in Massachusetts, but. Our governor, who I don't dislike intensely, but he is a Republican. He's about as liberal a Republican as you can get. <laughs> Sorry, you get politics on this show. Yeah. But but still, like, it annoys me because I feel like I could I could use a stronger hand here on the, like, just mm-hmm. standardize this shit, right? Like, frankly, you know, 
I, I wouldn't say I know a lot of people in the UK who are not thrilled with parts of the NHS, but the fact that the NHS covers the entire country and like has kind of a standard like operating, you know, procedure, I think is super helpful when it comes to dealing with stuff like this. Now, I mean, you can still have somebody inept at the top of that pyramid, but at least right. your framework is there. Yeah. So there. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of how to talk about it. I, I, I'm going to an event uh, this week that doesn't just require that you're vaccinated. It requires that you also show a negative COVID test result within the previous 48 hours and not just a negative rapid test. It has to be a negative PCR. So <laughs> some some places are doing it right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But that takes like it takes like several days, right? Yeah, they're they're doing same day PCR testing, and I only got the invite to this event yesterday. Yeah, events Thursday, yeah. so I'm doing a same day PCR that that they help you get. It's funny. Fortunately like, for us, fortunately for us, one of the, the one of the people in our uh, carpool group for the kids um, is a doctor, and she works at a place that does same day PCR. Oh, they're gonna say like so, they just like yeah, I just get in the and, car and she and stabs she will, you. She, and, she has previously driven over to our house with vials so that we can spit in <laughs> so she can take them and do the testing. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's that, that was great. I went to the movies this past weekend with my wife, and we were going to go with a friend of ours. Dune. And What? Was it Dune? <laughs> Dune. What, do you, can I finish the story, or do you, you need this well, answer right now? We want to know what movie. It was Dune. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we were going to go with a friend of mine, and like I bought tickets uh, after talking to him, and then like I woke up the next morning and had a text from him. It was like, so if you can get my ticket money back, you should do that, because I had contact with somebody who tested positive yesterday, so I won't be going. And I was like... <sighs> And so he, his wife uh, is now in a hotel because they're still waiting on test results. Oh, man. And I'm like, Ooh. man, how long does this take? I appreciate that she gets to go to the hotel and he stays home versus the way. Yeah, <laughs> no, nice. I think that's fair. Yeah, really. <laughs> that seems reasonable. 